Hey everybody, John Finn, Church Without Walls International, CWOWI.org. We're a house church network. We celebrate the gathering of the saints by meeting in homes, rotating homes, rotating who leads each week. It's very balanced. It's the way they did it in the early church and how they grew from a small group of number 120 at Pentecost to saturating the Roman Empire very quickly in within 300 years. You need to sign up for my weekly thoughts. They are a, a weekly teaching, weekly uh, balanced teaching, not on house church necessarily, but about a variety of subjects, and uh, my monthly newsletter. And that's where we put information, prophetic, information on conferences, uh, web online meetings, things of that nature. So cwowi.org. All right, today uh, talking about uh, a couple of healings that did happen. Last two times I've shared about healings that didn't happen or why God doesn't heal. Now I want to share with you a couple of situations where uh, people were healed. And I, I think knowing what they did uh, will help uh, understand healing because you know, years ago, I did a, a series called Healing School. In fact, it's still on our website. You can go to our resources and get Healing School. But in that Healing School, in that in that course, I walked through all the, the examples in the Gospels of Jesus healing people, and especially paid attention to the ones where Jesus said, your faith has made you whole, or according to your faith be it unto you. Because Jesus is a master at maneuvering us into a position where our faith comes forth. And that's why he said to blind Bartimaeus, he said to the woman uh, with the hemorrhaging issue, he said to the woman whose daughter um, was tormented, you know, great is your faith, your faith has made you whole, things of that nature. And Jesus uh, brought them to a position where, where they didn't recognize, they, they used the faith that they didn't recognize before. So he still does that today. Jesus has never changed. So he's still doing that today. So anyway, first situation was with myself, very personal situation. The, uh, the, the spring that I graduated from high school, I uh, broke my three metatarsal bones in my left foot, falling off my brother's skateboard. Metatarsal bones, if this is, if this is my foot, then it's the three, outer, the three outer bones that run across the top. Uh, so if this were my foot, you could understand what that was. So it's th those bones. And that night I had surgery to put them back together in the surgeon did so and sent me home a couple days later in a cast. My toes were purple. I had a cast, a plaster cast, you know, almost up to my knee. I was on crutches. But I told my mom, I said, you know, Charles and Francis Hunter are going to be in town holding healing meetings. I'm going to get healed at their meetings. Charles and Francis Hunter, many of you may recognize if you're older in the faith, had dramatic healing services and, and, uh, and they were funny and entertaining as well. But um, anyway... So I went there and nothing happened in the whole service. Uh, I, I was hoping that, that Charles would call out and say, you young man there with the cast on your left leg and uh, the crutches, come here, the Lord wants to heal you. Nothing like that. So I was rather disappointed. After the service, I, in fact, at the end of the service, he said, if you haven't received healing, you still need healing, You're, you weren't called out or anything like that, then go to the side room and we'll pray for you. So I went to the side room after everyone was dismissed uh, and again, disappointed that it wasn't Charles and Francis who were there praying for people. It was their band members who were praying for people. And so their band member came over, laid hands on me, commanded me to be healed in the name of Jesus, etc. I was disappointed. But before I took a step, I said, hold it. It's not the person who heals. It doesn't matter if it was Charles and Francis or their band member. It's Jesus who heals. So, Lord, I'm thanking you for my healing right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God, for healing me, for your power that's healing me. And I started worshiping 
with that ulterior motive, that is that I was worshiping God not out of purity of spirit and purity of motive, I was worshiping to be healed. <laughs> and, and so as I was walking across, I, I went four and a half times across the back of that United Methodist Church in Kokomo, Indiana, where the, the meetings were being held. I went back and forth on my crutches. And I started out with ulterior motives. So this, this could help somebody. I started out worshiping with ulterior motives. Thank you, Lord, for healing me. Thank you, Father God, for healing me. Thank you for your power, you know, for healing and, and everything. And I switched where somewhere in there I got caught up in worship and I forgot all about my foot. I, I just let that aside. I just forgot all about it. I just got involved in worshiping the Father God because he is worthy and the Lord Jesus because he's worthy and has a name above every name. And I and I, I went four and a half times across the back. Now, why the half time? Because halfway through my fifth time across, suddenly I felt this pinprick of heat right where in the middle of the three bones. And I looked down and my eyes are wide open, but I see in my spirit man's eyes, I see a ball of fire that's there. And it's, it's resting on and kind of saturated into my foot, like, like soaking into it. And it's there for about two or three seconds. And then it, it shrinks away and dissolves away into nothing. And it was heat, but without, without uh, pain. It was like a pain, but without pain. It was just like a pinprick, but it didn't hurt. It, it's a weird way of, of explaining it. Except when I looked at my toes, they were no longer purple. And I could wiggle them without any problem. And I knew I was healed. I, I had gotten so caught up. What, what happened in the midst of the worship was it was that, that, in, that energy, that light, that, that life, whatever it was, was so strong. It just caught my attention and arrested my attention. Well, I went home. I, well, actually, I was dating Barb at the time, my wife. And so her brother was an orthopedic surgeon and and he examined me and everything. He said, that's impossible. And I just said, OK, that's good enough for me. He wasn't going to tell me one way or the other. And um, but I went home, cut off the cast and went back to work. I've been fine ever since, you know, and and the Lord healed me. But the key was I got caught up in worship. I There was one time to lay hands on me and then I got caught up in worship. But it was a personal revelation. That's what you have to understand. It was personal revelation. It was personal worship, truly worship. A lot of people don't know how to worship. They 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 know how to sing along with a band, but they don't know how to worship out of their own hearts to just time with the Lord to worship. And, and early on, I learned just to worship the Lord on my own. Now, you can tell this by if you're in a church and the music stops and the congregation stops singing uh, for the large part. Maybe a few of them will continue on uh, because they're not bothered whether the band is there or not. They're just worshiping. So that was one. So uh, the second one uh, had to do with uh, a person who, when our son Chris uh, was young and in kindergarten, special education kindergarten. His uh, teacher's aide was sick, uh, and we learned about it with a, a tumor, a brain tumor. And we didn't know her. I had heard that she was a Christian, but went to a church that didn't talk about healing at all. So when I visited her in the hospital, because I just felt that, you know, if she knew about healing, she, if she knew Jesus still heals today, then then she could be healed. So when I went to go talk to her, I brought with myself a cassette tape of healing scriptures. And today it might be an MP3, a thumb drive, a, a CD even, who knows. But, but I took with, her a, a, took with me a cassette and I started talking to her about healing and, and presenting the idea that Jesus heals today, which she had no idea. She was a Christian. She had no idea that the Lord heals today. 
And so I talked to her, and one of the things the Lord had taught me as a teenager, and uh, I'll just share it out there, and, and like I say, this is personal revelation, okay? I'm not ready to, to say it's, it's, it's on the same level as Scripture. I'm just saying it's a personal revelation. But when, uh, but I, when I was going through school, I got sick. I'd get sick like every February or every January, uh, sometimes enough to be hospitalized, pneumonia, bronchitis, stuff like that. And the Lord taught me early on when I was 16, 17 years old, he said, he made this comment. He said, he said, anything that has a life in your body, that's not supposed to be there. You can command that to wither and die like the fig tree did. And it will. And so that revelation that anything in my body that is that has a life of itself, a life of its own, that's not supposed to be there, has no place in me. And I meditated on that. I thought about the things that should be in my body and things that shouldn't be. And anything like everything from a wart, which is a virus, to, uh, you know, to, to tumors, you know, that sort of thing, that it shouldn't be there. And so it has no right to be there. So um, so I, I, I knew that, uh, because I'd been taught that. So when I went to this, uh, my son's kindergarten teacher, her, the aide there, I told her what the Lord had told me and talked about the fig tree and everything. And she was like, okay. And I said, you know, listen to these scriptures and read, if you read the gospels, read about the healing times where Jesus healed people, think on those things and worship him. And I'm not, I'm not going to lay hands on you right now. I want to come back and, and we'll do it later. So I left her with that, came back about 10 days later. And um, and so when I walked through the door, I said, hey, I'm back. I said, are you ready to go? And I said, you know what's going to happen? Is it okay if I lay, what's going to happen when I lay hands on you? She said, yeah, I'm going to be healed. She said, I've been listening to the scriptures and, and reading the gospels. I had no idea, but yeah, Jesus is going to heal me. So I laid hands on her. I commanded the cancer to wither and die in the name of Jesus. That was that. Well, later I found out she had had like a CAT scan or MRI in the morning, and then they took the other one, CAT scan or MRI, in the afternoon. They were trying to get a couple of views. Uh, and I had been there around the, the lunch hour, about the noon hour. And the CAT scan in the morning, or the MRI, whichever it was, showed the tumor was about the size of her fist. And the one in the afternoon showed that the tumor was gone. And I only learned this because I came back about a week or so later, and she was not in her hospital room. I thought, what happened? So I went to the nurse's desk and they said, oh, she's up a floor on rehab. She's regaining strength, learning how to, to walk again. So I went up there and visited her. And she told me that story of the two exams and how in the morning it was as big as her fist. And in the afternoon, four hours later, two hours after we laid hands on her, I'd laid hands on her, uh, the tumor was completely gone. Well, the the reason for that was her was was because she had a personal revelation about healing. She had... Um, she she had that revelation. She spent time with the Lord. She was in worship and everything else. But but more than that, she knew that she knew because she had the revelation. And this is key. A lot of people think they're in faith, but they're really in hope, because faith requires a personal revelation. Uh, grace is the revelation, and faith pro proceeds from grace. Uh, for instance, Noah received grace to build. The boat. He didn't come up with that idea himself. He received the grace. Faith was his response. He built the boat. Abraham received the word that he was the father of many nations, but the Lord said, take a walk. So the grace was the call on his life. The faith was the response to the grace. 
Faith is always a response to grace. You can't have faith without that grace, without that revelation. That grace is a revelation. Noah, build a boat. I'm going to flood the earth. Abraham, your father of nations, take a walk. Moses, you're called the deliverer. I want you to go back to Egypt. Joshua, this is how you take the city of Jericho. You know, Sarah, this is how you're going to have a, you're going to have a baby, and uh, you know when you're past age. And and Sarah, in that case, I love Hebrews eleven eleven says she judged him faithful who had promised, and. And so, but she did that because she had a personal revelation. So faith always has a personal revelation. You receive that grace. First comes grace and that's, you're saved by grace and then through faith and that's not of yourselves. Faith proceeds out of grace. So what happened with the the teacher was that she received that grace. She had that personal revelation and her response was worship and giving thanks. And she found out within a couple hours, the thing was gone. The same thing with me. There was a personal revelation. Father, it doesn't matter who lays hands on me. You are the healer. And I just got caught up in worship. And you can see this over and over and over where people have a personal revelation. You look Mark chapter 5, the woman with the, with the hemorrhaging issue. She says, when she heard of Jesus, she said within herself, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. She heard of Jesus. She had personal revelation. Jesus was healing people. She said, oh, that's going to happen to me. So, if you're facing a diagnosis, if there's something in your body, if there's something that's not right, don't try to quote unquote be in faith right off the bat. Back off, spend some time with the Lord, go over healing scriptures, go over, you know, whatever the case is, you know, find something about healing scriptures or, or read the gospels, etc. And 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 find out and concentrate on the name of Jesus. Acts three sixteen. I love Acts three sixteen. Peter Peter asks, "How does this lame man stand before you whole here?" And Peter said, "Simple. It's through faith in the name of Jesus. This man stands before you whole. As long as there is faith in the name of Jesus, there can be healings." So look at Philippians chapter two verses five, especially six through eleven where it talks about the, the name of Jesus and how Jesus is given a name above every name. That includes cancer. That includes all the different ailments there. But the point is you have to have a personal revelation first. The grace that is the revelation comes, and then faith is the response. So I would spend time, whatever you need to do, to, to spend time with the Lord, to just spend time, let Him speak to you. Worship him and let him deal with you and speak to you in your heart and show you a course of treatment or if he's going to heal you directly. Do that. Spend time with him. Get your own revelation. Get the grace. Receive the grace that he gives you in that. And then faith is your response. Sometimes that is just worship, like the like myself and like the woman who was healed with the, with the tumor. So hope this has been a blessing to you. There's a lot in there. Hope you'll visit our website, cwowi.org. All right, God bless you.